Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm, mundane conversation, and hopefully that will let you drift off and find your way to sleep, or at least bring you to a state of relaxation, or at least you know that we are here with you. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and I'm joined by... Here I am again, Amanda Barker. And Amanda, um, last week's show, we talked about maples and the Manitoba maple. And one of our listeners uh, reached out to me and said, oh, I really enjoyed that. Her father is an arborist. And Jess told me that she refers to him as a lumberjack. Well, then, Jess, I stand corrected. I guess it was three lumberjacks that we had at our house last week. There was actually four. There were four? There was four. Oh. Yeah, there, there were four. There were? There were four. The guy in the tree. The guy in the tree. The guy we first spoke to. Yes. The older dude. And one other guy who... And one other guy that liked espresso without milk. That's right. (laughs) We gave them espressos, um, cappuccinos. Actually, Amanda, another one of our listeners, I'm just going to be talking about listeners, it seems, um, mentioned that she... Is this Arborist Part 2? No, no. We do more arboring. But if you are an arborist, I would love to have you on the podcast because maybe I should see if I could get Jess's dad... On the podcast. You know what? A book has just come out that I've been trying to get, admittedly, from the library called The Arbor Knot. Oh. And it's about an arborist, and she does treetop trekking and and very much tells uh, people that the best way to really foster a sense of appreciation in the environment with their children is to take them treetop trekking and, and... I sort of caught the end of it on a program, so I've been I've been looking for the book because it looked really interesting to me. Oh wow! So I, I share that recommendation. The Arbor Arbor Knot. The Arbor Knot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, if you've read the Arbor Knot, tell us what you think of that. I book. don't remember the the author's name. Um, maybe she's somebody you'd want to interview as well. Oh well, listen. Yeah. Well, well, I'll look it up in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amanda, one of our listeners said they really enjoy when I talk about cappuccinos. Oh, okay. And so, you know, some people, some people, when I talk about food, they're like, oh, it keeps, it keeps my mind wandering or I get hungry, but I'm only going to talk about cappuccinos. Now, you may know this and our listeners may know this, but for those who don't, cappuccino gets its name from the Italian cappuccio, which means um, hood. Oh. Did you not know that? No. So Red Riding Hood is cappuccetto rosso. 
Oh. Red, red hooded one, I guess. What red hooded? Um, and yeah. a and a cupola, cupola is is no, is oh. not that no. But like uh, the Capuchin <laughs> okay. monks right. are the hooded monks. Cupola is like the the cupola, the um, on top ra- of a barn or something. No, it's like the rounded, rounded cupola. roof cupola. of yeah, cupola. barn cupola. There was a barn in New Brunswick that had a. We used to drive by it. My mom would always say, "I love that." Cupola, but now I don't know how we said it. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I know I'm saying it wrong. Okay. I think she would say cupola. Like oh. I, I think we, I know we said it wrong, and then you. I remember once you didn't correct me. Actually, you just said you called it something else, and then I realized that's what it was called. So cupola, cupola. No, cupola is like a round, a small. How do round... you say it? Cupola. 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 Yeah. Cupola. Yeah. I think she would say cupola. Oh well, that that sounds like an anglicized version. Of it. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, cupola is like a round, small round dome. Yeah. So okay. like you know when you think of the. Um, so that's what I was thinking. Hooded, round. You're doing the same thing with your fingers as you did with capuchin. For some reason, I thought maybe they were connected. No, no because it's peaked. It's like peaked like a hood Understood. versus rounded like a. And isn't that a type of monkey too? The capuchin monkey, yeah, because it, you know, I think if you watch Friends, Ross's monkey is a capuchin <laughs> monkey, and it's because its cap oh, okay. is a different color. Who wrote in that he had a pet monkey in that show? Like, who thought, oh, you know what would be really funny? A monkey. That I don't know. Okay. That I don't know. One of the writers. but It was a real trope in the 80s, right? Like, monkeys? A man and his monkey. Oh. Yeah. Like, wasn't there a TV show? Wasn't Clint Eastwood? Oh yeah, there was. Well, yes, a movie. It's yeah. like him and his and his buddy who hap- just happens to be an orangutan. Yeah, every which way but loose. <laughs> we don't see those those great buddy orangutan. It's probably buddy for the Simeon best. comedies anymore. It's probably for the best. He's just a man, a truck, and a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So Amanda is actually drinking a cappuccino that I, I am. made her. Does that mean I can have a sip of it? You can right have now? a sip. Everybody will hear the tingle. Normally, that's verboten on air, but here I go. Well, the interesting thing is, whenever Amanda brings something into the studio to drink, it's filled with ice, <laughs> so it just clinkety clanks. Or if you heard that just that's now, the cappuccino here. I'll do it again. No, you don't have to. They, heard, I think they heard it the first okay. time. Well, there it is. That's me putting the cup back into the saucer. It's as if you try to make as much noise when you join the two together. Listen. I make a lot of noise. My stomach right now is making noise. It's figuring itself out. Mm-hmm. That's one of the funny things when I when I edit our audio, I'll hear noises, growls, and whatnot, and I'm like, oh, I can't take that out. It's just, it's just the growling of my insides. I'm getting some of the um, holiday episodes together, and there's one episode where it's like a lot of growling. I think whoever I was doing it with, we were eating or drinking eggnog. Yeah, so there's a lot of stomach growls and whatnot in it. Mine is really crazy today. Sorry. There's one. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I heard. I heard. I certainly heard it. Yeah. That's because I'm dealing with my, with it, I think swimmer's ear or an ear infection right now. So I'm taking some things to try and bring the swelling down. Sure. Sure. Well, Usually we don't talk about ailments here oh, on the okay. Insomnia Project. Well, Amanda, how do you generally – I just want, I just wanted to talk about cappuccino. Okay. How do you generally take your cappuccino? What does that mean? How do you With like, a smile. How do you like it dressed? What? 
How do you like your cappuccino to be made? What do you like in it? <laughs> Have you never heard those terms? No, How not do you in terms it? of a cappuccino. How a do I like it? It's not a turkey. How do you take your coffee? That would be... Well, coffee is different than cappuccino. Well, cappuccino is a type of coffee. My goodness. Let me just run you through all the versions of things I drink. No. Who said we were going to do that? I, well, okay. Okay, Coffee go, is go. different than cappuccino. Which do you want me to answer? Go. Go. Tell us. Tell well, us. How do I take a cappuccino? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm going through a sugar-free syrup phase. Oh, I put sugar in that one. Okay. Well, that's why it's so tasty. <laughs> Maybe that's why my stomach is making all these noises. Um, so every few months I seem to order some sugar-free syrup from, uh, I'll just say it from Amazon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I have quite a collection going now of different flavors of sugar-free syrup. I I've noticed that if you use, you really have to use them sparingly or they can, they can wreck a coffee, but... Something our listeners don't know is that Amanda has a heavy hand whenever she pours something into a drink. So if she ever makes you a cocktail, you will only need one for the night because it's going to be 90% hard liquor. I call it a New England pour because my parents... I actually called it New England pour because I saw... No, I think I turned... Oh, did you? Well, we call it a New England yes. pour. Because my parents always, well, not always, but they often, when they drink a cocktail, it's strong. Well, I didn't realize that because I had only seen you pour when we have guests over a drink. Mm -hmm. And I would I would always be like, that's so much rum in that rum and coke or that's so much vodka in that vodka and tonic. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the proportions are wrong. And I would always watch our guests take a sip and and. You know, their eyes would widen and they'd look at... I thought that was the proper expression when one takes a cocktail, to it, have that little, oh my, No, it's, it's not. You're supposed to enjoy that. <laughs> I thought I was being a generous host. So I just thought, okay, Amanda has a heavy pour, obviously. And then um, I went to your cousin's wedding in Salem. Oh, right. Was it Salem? Yeah, it was Salem, yeah. And I saw the bartenders pour me a drink. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's ingrained in you... Um, you know, from from I guess a child when you're when you see drinks being poured, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I I it's clear clear to me that New Englanders like we a heavy like a pour. stiff cocktail. Yeah. I think, and my parents always did whenever they had a cocktail. It was it was like you know you're having the cocktail for the liquor. I think was always the idea, not for the the mix. See, and I and often they'll just drink things on the rocks, too. Like, they tend to be that type of people. And I always believe you drink the cocktail for the joy of the combination of the alcohol I with the mix. You have it much more right. Okay. I think you have, I mean, that's a more balanced approach sure. to any food or drink. But I, I won't say that I come from a balanced people. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, more is more. So I think that's really where it comes from. Okay. So tell me about your balanced coffees then. You were going to tell me about your coffees, how you take them. Okay. So a cappuccino I've been mostly doing with um, sugar-free syrup. But I will tell you something I do, and I don't know what this kind of coffee is called. So we will make espresso here in this house, and we'll often make enough for both of us and maybe a little more. Anyway, there's usually some espresso left in the espresso maker. So it goes cold quickly. And so 
I often will take, I don't like to waste. I'm also very frugal. Maybe again, as a New Englander, we don't waste anything. So that's true. That's very true. Um, I just don't like the idea of waste. So I would take the. I do take the leftover. Sorry, that's my stomach. I don't. Is it? Are you getting all of these noises? I, I, I don't know. I'll only know once I edit it. Oh, let's hope they're soothing for okay. someone. Um, I take the leftover espresso, pour it into our Nescafe, like our little. Um, Frother, frother that will spin froth and heat it up. I'll pour some sugar-free syrup and then a bit of milk and froth the entire thing up versus just frothing up the milk. I love that you called it an Nescafe because that is not what it is. Oh, no? I thought that's what it's called. No, Nescafe is a, a brand. I coffee. thought that was the brand of it. Nescafe. Isn't that what it says on it? No, it's an uh, Arochino is what it is. From Where did I get Nescafe? You're thinking of the um, Nespresso machine. It's it's part of the Nespresso line. Line of is it of, though this one that we have? It's there. It's an ad- adjunct to that product. Does it say Nescafe on it anywhere? Well, Nespresso. I don't know if it's a, well, whatever that whatever okay. it is, the, the the spinner thing. Yes. So I put all of them in together and like whip them all up, ensemble. Because it heats it as it yeah, as it froths it. What would it. that coffee be called when you're when you're frothing the entire thing together? Uh, um, New England salvation. I don't know <laughs> since you're trying to reuse it. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what I'll do in the afternoon to use up the leftover. Just versus separately heating up the espresso again and separately heating up the milk. I'll just kind of put it all together and have a little whatever that is. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what that's called. I don't think so. there's a term for taking old coffee New England and milk salvation. and throwing it into a frother and heating it and reusing it. Well, maybe there is and we just aren't aware, but I, there's got to be. There's Coffee's been done every which way. Well, I mean, I could look it up. What's with Cortados? Everyone seems to be drinking Cortados these days. Well, Our friends, my sister, everyone's like, oh, get me a Cortado. What's with that? Well, I think people want... Um, they want the coffee and they want a bit of milk, but they don't want the volume that is associated with a cappuccino or latte, latte in particular. And a cortato doesn't have as much foam as a cappuccino does. So for those people who want that Is that what it is, a cappuccino with less milk? A cortato is like um, espresso mixed with equal amounts of uh, warm milk. So the warm milk reduces the acidity in the coffee. Okay. So imagine you're getting a shot, let's say an ounce of espresso. Mm -hmm. You would then be getting an ounce of milk. Okay. Whereas in a cappuccino, you're getting like an ounce of uh, coffee. You're getting an ounce, maybe an ounce and a half of milk. And you're getting, you know, froth, an equal part of froth. So if you can measure froth in an ounce, which I don't think you can. Right. Let's assume you're getting an ounce of froth. Okay. So equal portions. Okay. And a latte, you're just getting like an ounce of coffee, two to two and a half, maybe even three ounces of hot milk and very little foam on top. So it's for the person who wants to balance the acidity of the coffee and doesn't want the volume that is associated with both the cappuccino and the latte. Okay. Interesting. It's generally a stronger, it's a stronger um, shot or hit of coffee than the delicate 
well-balanced coffee of a cappuccino and a latte, in my opinion. Cool. Does that make sense? It does. My brain did that thing where it turns off for a bit. I could so. see you kind of like. Can you see? Well, you kind you kind of had it glazed over, like you were yeah. done with listening to what I was saying. I don't saying. mean to be that person. What What do you mean? I just want a sip of your coffee now. Oh, okay. I've been talking gonna, about coffee. You're for doing so some long. weird mime, and I didn't know what that was. I did the international symbol of uh, hand me your coffee. Give me the coffee I made for you. <laughs> I have to say, it's a pretty decent coffee. It's a I delicious made. coffee. The real sugar really uh, seals the deal. It's true. Um, but what was I going to – what were we talking about? Cortados and how everyone's drinking them. Yeah, I'm, I'll have to replay that. I missed the whole Cortado thing. I don't know. You it's were fine. telling me and I – It's just, just equal parts coffee and milk. It's so it's a, a stronger It's a stronger okay. coffee drink is, is basically what I've said. Okay. Maybe you drifted off. You drifted off, sure. Like what we want our listeners to do, you well, did Well, that's what I episode. was thinking. When people explain things to me, we should just do an episode where we explain games to people because – I cannot stay with that conversation for three seconds. Someone's like, okay, here's how you play this game. Goodbye. My brain leaves the conversation. We went to play a board game with friends yesterday, and there's always that element of when they lay out, the, when they lay out all the pieces of the game, and it's a bit overwhelming because yeah. you see so many dice a bag to put the dice in. The learning curve, what symbols mean. All these little tokens with numbers on it. You're like, I'm never going to learn this. But you climb the hill, and then once you climb the hill, it's fun. Right. But you got to climb the hill of like, I don't know what I'm doing. You also need friends who are patient and right. able to sort of walk you through it and not assume that you're going to get it the first round. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. just kind of like, I don't want to say hold your hand, but they guide you in a way that's really... Lovely. And that's what we did yesterday. Yeah, they were lovely. Mm -hmm. It was a lovely game. It was a nice time. They have a new office space. And they thought, hey, why don't we christen the new office space with some gaming? We should mention, so, where we live in the city, it's it's there's a street that has become a very sort of hip and cool street that is very, within walking distance of we, where we are. And it's called Geary Avenue. And the interesting thing about Geary Avenue is it only became hip in the last five years. Right. Prior to that, it was just a street that had a lot of uh, car repair. What would you call those? Like auto automotive yeah. repair shops? Automotive on? shops. There was a, a wholesale fish place. Monger. Yeah, fish store. But it wasn't even a monger. It was like where businesses get their fish. Yeah, so if you're a restaurant <laughs> and you want... Your... I'm in the business of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> that's what it was like. You know what? I it's think... a great fish shop, by the way. Is it? Oh, it's wonderful. Why don't we go there? We should. Well, I would happily buy all. You... Listen, New England, a New England poor is based in fish. They get Boston squid every week, freshly flown to them. I don't know if I'd want to eat a squid from Boston, but okay. Well, we get a lot of fish from those waters. You want it's not the you, Boston. I want my fish like I want my people from Boston, hard around the edges. <laughs> a not, lobster is great. I don't know about a squid in those waters. I'm just saying. It's not in Boston Harbor where they fish it. They fish it in the Atlantic. Yeah, but they call it. I think the squid is actually called Boston squid. Now those are my me. waters, man. A manta will eat anything that swims in the sea. Can I tell you? Mm -hmm. I'm watching this. Um, I started watching the show called Saints and Strangers yesterday, which is because I thought there must be a TV show based on the Mayflower, based on those first years of 
of the first settlers and, and the lineage that we learned in school, or I learned in school anyway. And there is, and it's called Satan Strangers. But what's crazy about it, it was filmed in, because I was like, this does not look like Cape Cod to me. Okay. And it was filmed in South Africa, so that's why it does not look like Cape Cod. So the Boston squid is actually the name of the squid. Okay. The Lolligo Gahai cephalopod or cephalopod. Oh, I, wow. I can never say that name. You know, those that type of fish. Back to Geary. Okay. Or are we on Boston no, squids no. now? It's a whole episode of um, I wanted to just say, because this happens in a lot of cities, and I think it comes down to zoning. Oh. I think, and there's a lot of Toronto that's like this. I think New York had this a lot too. I think most cities do. Where something is zoned for industrial purposes. Yes. So, again, automotive shops, squid wholesale shop, Um that place did have a little bakery, but uh, it was mostly not that. It was mostly very industrial kind of feel. Oh, and that bakery was for the hardcore Like for the people that worked, worked in the industrial in the, yeah. shops. And then what happens often— You're not getting cortados there. No, you're not. Uh, although we've had cappuccinos there, and they're not bad. Well, now that it's become—Geary's become fancy. Well, that's just it. So, But, what I, I'm, but I digress. Sorry, you were what saying— I'm, No, no, I— I don't know why this point is so important to me, but I think what happens is, and and I'm thinking the meatpacking district in New York as well, where here you have a neighborhood that's considered pretty rough around the edges for whatever reason. And then what happens is, I mean, just by necessity, we need more places to live. There are more people in the city. The populations grow. People need places to live. And because of that, you lose that industrial zoning if it's kind of considered in the downtown or in, in New York's case, if it's on Manhattan, you lose that industrial zoning and you start making it more residential. And as soon as that happens, then you see the cortados come in. Right. Well, <laughs> what I what I noticed about Geary, so Geary has all those automotive shops, the Boston Squid Place, and it has the train tracks right, mm. right next to it, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a rough and tumble kind of place. Not to say that the people who lived around there were rough and tumble. It's just like you said, it was industrial. But rough and tumble is is uh, you know like a flame to the moths that are hipsters. I yes. mean, like just you just flock there and to artists. I think what had happened was a brewery opened up in one of the old automotive shops, and then right. a cool a cool restaurant slash place to like listen to music opened up because what really yeah where is um, that um geary and place to listen to music different oh yeah it was like oh, that that the pizza, pizzeria yeah, place yeah. yeah yeah right and so it became a funk place that people were all sort of going to back to your okay, i think we've addressed this though use of the word funk you use it for a lot of different things. Yeah, when I want to say something's a cool funk and hip, place. I call it a funk place or a <laughs> funk. So, not that they and they probably did play funk music there too. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. So, anyways, I think those were the things that ignited the Geary Avenue place Revolution. to go. Revolution, and then a cool little pasta shop opened up there and there's a coffee a real a fancy coffee the place. cortados moved in yes the cortados yeah. all moved in now it's they're the a place. nice family <laughs> <laughs> and now, now it's a really 
interesting part of the city where locals go. I don't think it would be necessarily a tourist attraction. No, right, no. And I don't f- think there's enough. And, and the thing is, it's still, and the attraction of it is, it is still a neighborhood in transition. There's still yeah. an automotive shop there. There's three. There's still wholesale Boston Squid for all your Boston Squid needs. Um, there's a place where but you... there's there's the best pasta. I mean, there's a place where you kind of line up and go, and there's two tables inside, and you basically think you're in Rome mm-hmm. because the the pasta is so wonderful and wonderfully done. Yeah, they make it that morning, and and and, they'll... and there's two things on offer, and you get one of those two. But it's become such an Instagrammable thing that people line up for literally hours. Yes, which is wow. Yeah, yeah, but you, good for them. You want to go there when it rains because it keeps mm. a lot of people away. So if you go there, the line is going to be a lot less. Those hipster moths don't don't come out in the no, rain. They don't like to be damp. Well, that's that's Geary Avenue. Mm-hmm. There was a um, honey place you could get honey. Oh, was there? And like grow plants indoor light. There was an antiques place where I got a pair of uh, Ferragamo shoes. I remember. Yeah. I think they were Ferragamo. Yeah, they were. They're great. I still wear them. It wasn't quite an antique shop. It was kind of a... It was kind of a catch-all. I mean, it was yeah. one of those places that had antiques, cool, like a cool mid-century chair, and also some dresses. It was I know, one of I those places. I don't know if our listeners are going to... Especially our listeners in the UK are going to consider what was being sold there as antiques. Well, mid-century. but in the UK, I mean... They had... They were like selling... Like Chelsea Markets is kind of all that, right? Isn't that what's called? Chelsea Markets? Oh, I'm not even at hazard to agree or disagree with that. No, but there's that big market I remember going mm-hmm. to at one point and getting like a vintage coat. And... I would say it's funk antiques is what they were. Funk antiques. Yeah, it's what they were selling there. <laughs> yeah, well, mid-century pieces, whether mm-hmm. you wear them or sit in them or whether you just need an ashtray the way they did in the 60s. Well, Amanda, if that's what you need, I hope you find it. And I hope you found what you needed from this particular episode because (laughs) we've come to the end of it. Thank you to our listeners who told us about Arborists and wanting to know more about cappuccinos. We kind of went down Cortado Lane, so... I don't know if I really told you how I took my cappuccino, how I liked it dressed. Well, you have a a moment or two to tell us if you want to... I'll take it with a smile. There you go. There. Sugar, sugar sugar-free, maple syrup. We've tried cappuccinos with molasses lately. I'm not in love with those ones. Yeah, I didn't mind it, but there you go. Well, until next time, we hope you were able to listen, enjoy your cortado, and sleep.